You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, Episode 123, which I'm calling As Easy As. Get it? As Easy As 123? Yeah, I'll be here all week, folks. I did get a chance to try that new Arby's Wago burger last Monday. It was expensive, but really good. It reminded me of the burgers I had in my youth, before McDonald's and the rest took over their burger market here. Gunmakers come under fire. Pardon the pun. S. Glock gets sued by a victim of the New York train shooting, and Ruger's hostile board demanded a so-called human rights investigation into the company. The radical left sensed that after three mass shooting events within a short period of time, they can now attack the gun industry. The infiltration is complete. Well, another mass shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which killed four, including the gunman. You won't be hearing too much about this one. Why? Well, listen to the rant. Johnny Depp wins his defamation case against Amber Heard. Does this make you more interested in this? No! Well, 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 it seems Dr. Fauci, along with his partners in... The Wuhan laboratories China. were also working on monkeypox. What? Coincidence? I think not. Ten million reasons have drawn me to this conclusion. And, in a sign that this is indeed the end times, the underground music magazine of my youth, Cream Magazine, is set to be back in publication after a 33-year hiatus. Boy, howdy. I have some corrections this week. Last episode, I stated that the Communist Chinese Display Company, BOE, held a contract to produce the screens for the iPhone 13 since October of this year. Well, October of 2022 hasn't occurred yet. I meant to say October of last year. And also, Forbes actually received $200 million from crypto firm Binance, not $100 million, as I had stated. I also had a problem pronouncing the word Google. It came out as ghoul, which... Now I think about it, it might have been a Freudian slip. <laughs> Tech news. 
An article I recently read on the intertubes, I forget what site it was on. You know, I can get away with that because I'm the old fart after all. The article was saying that though Apple Arcade had a strong start versus Google Play Pass, Apple seems to have stagnated while Google has been adding some top-notch game titles lately. Now, I'm not a gamer, not even a casual one. The last game I played on a regular basis was Microsoft's Wordament on my iPad, and that was usually when I was sitting on the throne taking care of business. Members of my family are gamers, but none of them use either service, nor do they use their phone to play any games. They prefer playing games on consoles or PCs. I subscribe to the Apple One service, which includes Apple Arcade, but I have never even looked at what games are available. I wish I could get rid of the arcade part of the subscription and get a discount off the services costs. As I reported on a couple of episodes ago, if you happen to live in India and enable the RCS feature for the Google messaging app, you are most likely bombarded with spam advertisements. There was no way to stop this unless you disabled RCS and lose its other desirable features. Well, according to an article from AndroidPolice.com, the Big G has intervened by taking the drastic action of disabling RCS in India. The spam was caused by businesses taking advantage of one of the features of RCS, the ability of businesses to communicate directly with the consumer. Google has stated that it's in negotiations with these offending businesses and will resolve the problem before switching RCS back on in India. Continuing with Android Police and Google, an article on the site says that Google Meet and Google Duo will merge into one application under the Meet moniker. Meet became a popular video chat alternative to Zoom during the pandemic because of ease of use and, let's face it, the price was right. It was free. Duo is Google's answer to Apple's FaceTime and comes standard with all Google-infused phones. Meet will inherit Duo's superior user's interface, which is a good move. I wish Apple would bump up the features of FaceTime and make it a real serious video conferencing app. If you love the Android operating system but don't want the all-seeing Google to suck up your data like a vacuum, the company Mirena may have what you desire. According to the Verge.com, the company has released a pretty well-equipped Android phone devoid of any Google services. The company provides its own messaging, note-taking, mail, maps, and other standard apps, which back up to the company's own cloud service. What you don't get is all the hip and happening apps like WhatsApp, Instagram, and the like. You can still obtain these apps using the included Lounge App Store, but then you'd be back in the data-sucking paradigm again. If you don't need or use such apps, this might be the phone you've been waiting for. It's priced at a very reasonable $369. The Mirena One has a 6.5-inch screen, a 48-megapixel rear shooter, and a 25-megapixel front camera. Amazon is shutting down its Kindle service in Communist China. As of June of 2023, consumers there will be unable to purchase ebooks. They will be able to download purchase ebooks for up to a year after the cutoff date, though. Amazon has also stopped selling the Kindle e readers as of last week. The consumers who bought a Kindle reader this year will be refunded. I think that Western businesses have come to realize that the once promising China market is nothing but a dead end. 
To even be in that market, you have to share technology and intellectual property with a local state-sanctioned party. Once the partner has the tech and IP, they start a competing business against you. Tech I'm using. Well, there's not much to report here this week. All my Apple gear is working as expected. I did have a problem with my Peloton app, but an update resolved that. The Aura Smart Ring that my daughter Jessica got me for Christmas has had its promised firmware updates. It gives it some more insights and allows you to track heart rate during exercise. Well, I use the Apple Watch for that, so it's not that big of a deal for me, but I can see it as being really good for people who just don't want to wear a watch. Entertainment news. Months ago, a trailer was released for the sequel to the 1986 movie Top Gun. It's called Top Gun Maverick. Now, fans of the original flick found that missing from the iconic leather jacket worn by Tom Cruise's character in the original movie were the flags of Japan and Taiwan. They were replaced with random symbols. Now, why would the studio omit those flags? Well, the communist China-controlled company Tencent was a major investor in the project. You can't have anything in the movie that doesn't fall in line with the CCP's worldview of things now, can we? Well, Tencent withdrew from the production because the script was too much about the U.S. military. You can't have anything that might glorify anything but the People's Liberation Army and the Communist Party of China. The sequel is out, and guess what's back? That's right, the flags of Japan and Taiwan. I guess after Tencent's pullout, the producers figured they had lost the Chinese market anyway, so what the heck? This follows Sony Pictures refusing to block out the Statue of Liberty in the final scene of the latest Spider-Man movie at the request of the Communist China censors, which ensured that the movie would never be shown in that country. You know, Sony was brave, but Paramount just knew that they had no chance in China. I'd like to believe that Hollyweird has learned from their lesson and will not be bullied by the world's largest movie market, but I have my doubts. You know the old saying, money talks, and you know what walks. Podcasting news. If any of your favorite podcasts are hosted on Spotify-owned Megaphone, you probably had problems listening to them last Monday and Tuesday. Why? Well, because old Spotify forgot to renew the security certificate for Megaphone. All returned to normal by Tuesday afternoon. One of the biggest victims of the outage was Spotify's own Joe Rogan Experience, the largest podcaster is out there. It's surprising when a mega company forgets to do something so minimal that has a large impact on operations. I'm sure some heads are going to roll. But wait, maybe it was sabotage from within the company's woke employees who didn't like the subject matter of that particular Rogan episode. Focusrite, an audio equipment manufacturer, has just released its Vocaster series of audio interfaces. The new gear reimagines the form factor of the company's previous interfaces. These new models now resemble the Audient Evo series of interfaces, more compact with most controls mounted on the top of the unit. A companion app is included which mimics the hardware controls. Replacing the Focusrite's famous air setting from previous models is the Enhanced setting, which is basically an auto-voice equalizer. 
No settings for compression or a noise gate. Those are two things I would need. Also included is a six-month subscription to host Acast and the inclusion of the digital audio workstation Hindenburg Lite, which does have a plug-in for audio compression and noise reduction. The compressor, in my experience, works good, but the noise reduction doesn't replace a good noise gate. You also have an auto-gain setting and preamps that can power the gain-hungry Shure SM7B without the need of a gain booster. The Vocaster 1 with one mic input goes for $199, while the Vocaster 2 with two mic inputs goes for $301 on Amazon.com. Now, in my opinion, the price is too steep for what you get in return. As far as this show, the OFNT podcast goes, audience members are at their lowest since, well, since I can remember. They're down actually 200% since May of 2021. The biggest loss in listeners have been from India and Europe. I guess as podcasting has become more popular, local shows in native languages appeared and siphoned off listeners of podcasts such as this humble show. Of course, this has led me to put a freeze on investments into equipment and the like, so I'll be sticking with what I got. Last episode, I dusted off the old Behringer channel strip and tube preamplifier, and I was pretty pleased with the results. This equipment has two mic inputs, so if my plans on adding a co-host in the future are realized, I'll be utilizing that setup. And this will be no Rodecaster Pro or a second DBX unit for me. The only drawback with the Behringer units is that these things run hot. So hot that I can cook a bacon and egg breakfast on them. I'll use the two ElectroVoice EV320 microphones that I have with, with them. And uh, for the plan straight from the desk podcast, I'll use the DBX286S paired with my old Rode Procaster. Using the Hindenburg Digital Audio Workstation, there's hardly a difference in sound anyway. I can hear a difference in my headphones, but apparently listeners can't. The YouTube channel Podcasters just had a video on this, concluding that investment in sound gear has diminishing returns. And I have to say, I agree with that host's conclusions. My official retirement date is December 31st of this year. This will allow me to cut loose, so to speak, on things I can discuss. Hopefully, this will make for a much more interesting show. I will also be able to spend more time researching subjects and editing content better. I'm also looking at moving my podcast to a free hosting service such as Spotify's Anchor or Red Circle. I mean, why pay for a monthly subscription price when I can host for free? If you guys have any suggestions for the future, such as content for this show or for new shows, drop me a line at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com. I'd appreciate it. Time for the rant. We had yet another mass shooting this week in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This resulted in the death of four people, which included the gunman who decided to save the taxpayer some money and kill himself. There was a flurry of news alerts when this incident first happened, and then nothing. From past experience, I had the feeling that the perpetrator was of the wrong ethnicity. The quietly released updates proved to me to be correct. What a difference a race makes to the mainstream media in this country anyway. What the media doesn't point out is that going by the definition of mass shootings, which is the injuring or killing of three people, not including the shooter, occur just about every week in Democratic-run cities such as Chicago, for example. Who has the strictest gun laws in the country? 
The point being here is, if the bad guys want a gun, well, the bad guys will find a way to obtain it. During the week, our mumbling, fumbling puppet commander-in-chief laid out his plan for gun control legislation. Uh, we've been there and done that before. You know, the usual banning of so-called assault weapons, high-capacity magazines, and strangely, 9 millimeter ammunition. Why that caliber? Well, only Mr. President's hairdresser or hair transplant doctor knows. The rifle ammunition caliber for the AR-15 type weapon used in these shootings is .223. And no, the AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. It stands for the company that designed it, Armalite. He also proposed allowing victims to sue gun manufacturers for damages. I don't even think that'll hold up in courts. Can you sue car manufacturers or knife makers for damages? No. I can get behind so-called red flag laws, but these types of laws can and have been abused over the years. I can also get behind raising the legal age for the purchase of pistols and rifles of larger calibers anyway to 21, especially in urban settings. These are just some of the proposals in the misnamed Children's Protection Bill that passed in the House recently. The title of the bill is just for window dressing. The elites don't really care about your children or your family for that matter. It's all just a means to an end. Let me interpret what the elites really intend with these laws. Allowing victims to sue gun and ammo manufacturers will bankrupt these companies and put them out of business. The red flag laws will be used selectively against citizens who they perceive to be a political enemy or a challenge to their, their self-appointed authority. That would be at first. This would be expanded into a general gun confiscation program. Only the military, law enforcement agencies, and of course the elites themselves will be allowed to retain arms. Disarmed citizens combined with a digital currency would allow for complete control for these odious puppet masters over the populace, which is the end game. Ask yourself this question and do the research if you don't know the answer. When socialist and communist movements gain control over a government, what is the first thing they confiscate? And that's before property, businesses, and money. I'll give you a heads up. They confiscate privately owned guns. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Well, episode 123 has just about concluded. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. I really would. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, do yourself a favor and arm up. You know, and then you can get off my lawn. I'm out. I'll see you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.